Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome back to another episode, one of these years, Lions Offseason rolling on. I'm, of course, Nick Bungberner, along with a mic'd up Colton Pouncey this week. Colton, how are we doing? <laughs> got the mic? We're fixing our tech good. Better question, how do I sound? Because yeah. <laughs> we got a new mic, been begging been begging for one for months, and we finally got one delivered, so going to test this out. Hopefully there's no yeah. static on my end. I apologize for that. It was killing me knowing that every time we recorded, there'd be some issues, but I think we'll be okay, knock on wood. Yeah, well, knock on wood. I mean, hey, look, we're one of the uh, we're one of the quick and dirty shows here at the Athletic, which which is what makes us special. But hey, we are trying to uh, help. We're gritty. Help you people yeah. out. We are gritty. I think that that's uh, that's what makes us good. But in any event, Colton, uh, news this week obviously was the the schedule release, and you know the the NFL is amazing, right? I think that I don't know how else to say this. Like the I I, I was like I'm whatever day it was Wednesday. I was like, uh, when did this become like a four day a four-day thing that they had like tv shows yeah. uh i don't know but like it was uh, they filled it and these twitter things have been awesome so i mean i don't know interesting week let's say that yeah i don't know like i don't so i go back and forth on this every year even before i was like covering the nfl yeah. i'm always like why do they have to drag this out as much as they do this is so right. obnoxious like right. you start on tuesday with these leaks then you get to thursday with these like big performative right exactly know, videos and then and then it comes to Thursday, and all these videos come out, and I'm just like, all right, I'm back. My favorite part. <laughs> it's like, these videos are awesome. <laughs> They're so much fun to watch. My, and I get sucked into it all, all over exactly. again. So that's kind of, yeah, that's the cycle for me. My favorite part was like on uh, the early part of the week, right, when people are still trying to like figure out. And that's why I'm, I was always like, when I would cover teams, I'm like, why why do we have to chase this down? It's all going to be out in like 30 se- you know, in like 30 minutes. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh, and like Scott Docterman uh, tw- uh, tweeted out something about like s- he tweeted like um, I don't know some team's game that was uh, announced by the NFL and some guy replied to him and was like no I heard on Facebook that's not yeah. true we're playing some other team and he's like look this is the NFL saying this the and source is the NFL and man. you're like no I don't believe it it's just like what the hell and it's just like. So and in any event, the NFL <laughs> taking over another news cycle during it during a fascinating NBA playoff week. But in any event, yeah. I'm sure the NFL is just taking over. <laughs> Lions schedule, of course, out Colton, and uh, as expected, with the way they finished last year and their record, um, not an easy schedule, uh, we'll say. And I think the highlight of that would be sort of the respect given to them too that they get the Chiefs. I uh, know I told you this yesterday. The Chiefs came on the Thursday night to open the season. Um, and that will be, I believe, their ring ceremony, I assume, right? Uh, with yeah, with the so. Super Bowl champs. And I told you this yesterday. In my grizzled old age, and I have been around to enough places, okay? I am not envious of football travel anymore. That, though, can't the arrowhead at night on the opener, like, with their ring ceremony, they'll probably have some cool stuff going on. You, don't you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's freaking cool. Like, that's a game. If I was a Lions fan... 
like, and I had some scratch, that would be a trip. Like, that's what I, you know what I mean? Like, that feels like a bowl trip or something, or something like does. that almost, doesn't it? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And that was a game that we weren't sure if that, you know, that one might have been played in Germany. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of the games that were, right. you know, up for that option. Uh, and I would have been fine either. Obviously, Germany's cool and you want to yeah, go, right, but exactly, like, yeah, I right. love Kansas City. Like, I went to, oh, I went to yeah. Mizzou, so, right. you know, I've been to Kansas City a lot, got a lot of friends over there. Barbecue's great. That that fan base is so passionate. Even when it's they like were a bad, college, they yeah. were. <laughs> I yeah. know. Um, and I've been to one game at Arrowhead, and it's insane. Like it's deafening. Like you cannot hear yourself. Like think there. <laughs> and that was even like a one p.m. game. So right. I can't imagine a Thursday night season opener ring ceremony. That's gonna go. That's gonna be nuts. So that's cool. Good luck to the Lions yeah. for that one. That's gonna. Be, <laughs> yeah. That's no easy hey, task. Like, but I mean, it's it's not an time. easy task. Chris brought this up though, and this is the good point. Like, if you're gonna get the Chiefs, get them in the get them when it's weird, because that's the yes. September. You want it, September is a weird time anyway. Like the Lions got the Eagles. If people remember last year in the it was the opener, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. Yeah, it was the opener, and like people reacted the way they reacted to that game, right after they gave up forty whatever points and they scored forty whatever and they got they got beat. People lost their mind, and I remember saying like, "Hey, you guys, like they're good." You need to like calm down, yeah. and it's also September, and like weird stuff happens in September. So if I'm Detroit, like you're the villain here, right? That's your thing. That's what you're embraced. We've you've already angered draft Twitter. We've done that here in the off season. Now <laughs> look, yeah. look, they, and I think somebody said this today. Like uh, maybe Campbell said it on one of these shows. Like they're putting us there because they, you know, they don't think that we're going to get blown out. Like that's what. They, that's why the NFL puts us there. They respect us enough to say you have enough interest in your team to bring to the table here on the kick, opening kickoff against you know the Super Bowl champs, but also like we don't think you're going to get smoked. We think it'll be a compelling mm-hmm. game. Uh, we can still you know by that point in the season you can still control that. Like it's been a long time, Colton, since I think the Lions have had something like that. I I in a in a week one situation I don't even. I guess Patricia did have that pretty early on there, but man, like yeah, that's pretty special. I think. It's the ultimate sign of respect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that to me tells me how far they've come. Because if you'll recall last year at this time, they did not have a single primetime game scheduled. <laughs> exactly. It took a week 18 flex game to Green Bay in Aaron Rodgers' last game there to uh, <laughs> have them in primetime and have the whole world see them. And, and what happened in that game? They, they went crashed out, the party. They used yeah. it as they crashed the party, right? Like they used that as sort of this opportunity to show what they've been building over the last like 10 weeks of that season. Mm-hmm. So um, when I see this, I think that's a continuation of what they did at the end of last year. I think it's a sign of respect. I think it's a sign of growth. And look, if they go out there and they somehow win that game, which Man, like, yeah. I know it sounds daunting. Like Andy Reid's won eight, you know, he's eight known his last eight season openers. Yeah. They're they targeted by play. an average margin yeah. of like, well, won by it's... an average margin of like 13 points, 12.7, whatever. Uh-huh. So that's like not an easy game, but I do think what the Lions have working towards them is they have a master motivator and Dan Campbell, who's going to get them ready to play week one. They've got all these new pieces that haven't shown up on tape yet, right? You got Jameer Gibbs, you got yes. all these DBs in the secondary that like they're gonna they're gonna help the secondary, but other teams don't know exactly how they're gonna be deployed in week one. So, like, I think the Lions have this sort of element of surprise going into that game. And look, again, it's not easy playing Arrowhead and Pat Mahomes on the road, but um, you know, I think they have that working for them. Yeah. And it, I think they'll p- keep it competitive just like they did in that Eagles game a year ago. Yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity. We'll talk about the whole schedule here in a second, but I just want to talk about that one for a second here because it's an opportunity is what it is. You know, when you mentioned it, Colton, for the whole group, um, you know, for everybody in it, you know, Ben Johnson coming back. Why did you come back? Well, I'm going to show you why I came back. 
uh, you know, your offensive line want to take the next step. Okay, well, let's see it in Arrowhead, right? Like, uh, was it a fluke that you finished last season and got some wins against some teams that maybe were kind of quitting? Or, you know, are you actually a team that is on the rise? You know, all these things that we've talked about and thought about. Like, you know, last year, they really sort of like acted like the team that wanted that smoke or whatever you want to say, but they were also like going in for, they were trying to get the playoffs. It was like, we're trying to get in here. We have motivation, but also like, okay, we just, we want to establish ourselves in respect. Well, now it's like you go out against the champs, who cares what, you know, on the first day and you establish right away that like whatever happens in the game, you're going to go shot for shot with them and you're going to go toe to toe with them the whole way through. uh, Mm -hmm. And that's just how it's going to be. And that's how you're going to be the whole year. So like, to me, that's, they now have the ability, I think, I feel like to go through probably not the off, probably not like mini camp and stuff, but like training camp, you know, you want to talk about everybody gets excited for the first game. I really feel like you can really ramp that up now if you're them, because it's like that is such an opportunity and you don't want to make it more than the next one because it's not. But it's such an opportunity for the whole organization and everybody in the organization, because the Lions, like you said, Colton, they still have new pieces, but. This is still a team filled with castoffs. This is still a team, isn't it? It's still a team filled yep. with guys that are even the guys they drafted just now. It's still a team <laughs> filled with guys that are being doubted. And it's just like, okay, like now you've got all that. And like you said, the master motivator. Yeah, training camp will be interesting, I, I got to think, because this would be a good year for Hard Knocks to probably come back because it'll be a very different vibe <laughs> in there. Don't you think? Yeah, I've had a lot of people say that they should uh, just roll it back with the Lions, and I don't <laughs> I mean, disagree. I like, wouldn't hate it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, It'll be a good. Yeah, story. but when you look at when you look at the schedule, especially yeah. like starting off week one, like they really have a chance here. Like if you win that they game, do. you're yeah. setting the tone for the rest of your season, and you're telling the NFL, like you know, the NFL is all about week one overreactions, but of course, that would be a huge statement that you could make with a win like that, and. You know, best believe those guys are going to be ready to play, I think. You know, even like you mentioned, all training camp, that should be like the mindset. Like, we're looking forward to week one. We got the Chiefs on the road. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw the the Twitter video that they put out yesterday. Like, they had this little stand table set up with, like, cardboard logos of every NFL team on their schedule. And they had players go up with a camera filming them yeah. saying, like, which, what do you which game are you most excited for? You know, whatever. And, like, half the dudes picked up that Chiefs logo and said, week one, baby. Like, let's go. So, mm-hmm. I think that's the mentality. I think that'll be the mindset, especially in training camp. Like you're, you're playing the champs like week one, like what better opportunity is there? Um, yep. You'll get to see exactly what you're made of week one. And I know they're down some pieces. They won't have JMO. Um, maybe some guys are still come, come back from injury, but man, like that's a real opportunity. I think they're going to, yeah. they're going to look forward to it. It is. And you mentioned it in your uh, story that you're this morning, breaking down the schedule uh, that week one through four is one of the toughest stretches of this whole thing and you know we talk so much about and every year you mentioned the week one overreactions one of my favorites is the week two overreactions when they bring out the how many teams have started zero and two and made the playoffs or whatever uh, and you're like oh shit like you know yeah. this isn't good <laughs> that is a crazy you know? stat, like though. right yeah. yeah so like that's always an interesting month in general and so the more i think about it and the more like you noted it there um you can rally yourself in camp and just be like look let's load it up for that first game and go one at a time because we're going to have, because the next one is Seattle, who's a team that's doing, made the playoffs. They beat us for the last spot last year. 
they think they got better this offseason in so many ways and did they get did. better. They absolutely got better, yeah. right? So, um, you know, and it's a team that got you here last year. You get them in Detroit again. So, like, but it's if you don't take care of yourself and sort of, like, go into that first month, Chiefs, Seattle, Atlanta, at Green Bay in another night game, like, all four of those are games the Lions, I feel like, can compete with and win including the Chiefs in, you know, who knows, in the September game. Mm-hmm. But certainly Seattle, Atlanta, and the Packers. But they could also be 0-4, and it would not be something that I'd be like, well, I, I can't see that happening. Absolutely, they could lose all those games, including to Atlanta, who drafted the guy that we thought the Lions should have drafted and <laughs> were a much better... I think the Falcons, that'll be a great game, because I think the Falcons actually are a lot like... They did not get the same type of offseason buzz the Lions got because they didn't finish in sort of that grand fashion. But they were a way better team than their record last year. Arthur Smith's kind of weird, and I think he gives people a weird vibe, but like they're good. <laughs> like they're going to be good. So, yeah, your thoughts on the first four, because this is a tough. I, I like that it's like that, though. The more I'm thinking about it, and we're just talking about it here, because I think you can sort of like motivate yourself to like, and you're going to be healthiest, right? Like early, and it's September, and let's be focused and ready to go. I, I like that. Yeah. I mean, you look at last year, they started off 1-6. and six, It was horrible, yeah. Even though they were they were competitive in a lot of those games, it's like they couldn't get over the top. It took until the second half to kind of figure things out. So I think having a couple tough opponents to start, you know, maybe it raises that sense of urgency. Like, we cannot afford to get off to the start that we got off to last year. And right, or we're done. Playoffs. Like, we, yeah. we were, we buried our own, we buried ourselves before, like, we even got to the heart of our schedule. That's what happened last year. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the Chiefs, I think people will give them a pass if they lose that game, especially if it's oh, yeah. competitive. I know people don't love to hear that. Like, oh, you know, another moral victory. Like, well, whatever. I get yep. it. I get it. I understand that sentiment. But at the same time, you know, it's the Chiefs at Arrowhead. It's Mahomes, for God's sake. If you can do it, like, you're <laughs> right. going to be praised for the, forever. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, like, if you don't, it's like, all right, bounce yeah. back, see what you can do in the following week. And they have the Seahawks, and they'll have 10 days in between those games. So you have right. a lot of time to prep. Right. Um, so I think that'll help them. It's a home game. Uh, the Chiefs and Lions, we talked about how similar they are in a lot of ways, like um, just like these younger teams kind of rebuilding at the same time, retooling their rosters. And um, now they're both competitive and one game, one one team made it the playoffs last year and the other team didn't. So mm-hmm. those teams are pretty similar in my mind. Like I'd probably put them in like the 10 to 12 range. Yeah, overall. the Seahawks. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's a game where, look, you, you let them hang 48 on your at head. home. Like, yeah. At home. <laughs> that was bad. And that, kept and that was really bad. Yeah, that was... That was really bad. If we think back, right, Colton, I think that was probably the game that if Aaron Glenn was like, that made him the most mad. Maybe there was like New England, but that one right there was the one that I think that, was that it was like, oh my God, where he was like, we can't do any of the things that we want to do. This sucks. We're a disaster. <laughs> and then they had yeah. to start rebuilding, right? Yeah. Not a good day. Exactly. They kind of, I think that was the game that kind of started saying changes were coming. Mm-hmm. We're going to look deep at ourselves. We're going to look in the mirror. All that yeah, stuff. it was early. So, yeah, so that's another one that's not going to be easy. So if you start off 0-2, then you welcome the Falcons. And I know people are like, oh, the Falcons were bad last year. We can beat them. But, like, look at the Falcons, what they've done in the draft. Past Solid years. young club. Yeah. Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. That is a solid, like, core right there for young players. Their, and then you throw their offensive Ritter. line is also awesome. Offensive line, like, too. Like, people, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And then you throw in Desmond Ritter, uh, this young guy who's finally getting his chance. And... I liked him coming out of college, so I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he'd be a solid quarterback in this league. And if his job is just to get the ball to these playmakers that they've drafted in the top 10, like that's an easy job for a quarterback, right? Yeah. So 
Um, the Falcons, I would not sleep on them. Also, no. welcoming back old friend Jeff Okuda in that game too. So yeah, be, didn't they sign? Did they sign Campbell? Calais Campbell was that? Did he go to Atlanta or did he go somewhere else? Uh, I think he. I think he did. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So he's so not going there. Pieces. He's not going there if he doesn't think they can make the playoffs. Like that's yeah. right. I mean, all he was. I mean, luckily the Lions wanted him, and they think they can yeah. make the playoffs. To Atlanta, to me, is the same. Uh, that's a hard. That to me, in some ways, is a harder game than Green Bay. Because, like, I know that Green Bay is Green Bay, and you know them better, and they know you better, and, like, LaFleur is a good coach, and, I mean, I'm fascinated to see, we'll talk about them in a second, Mm. but, like, the Falcons, man, like, they're sneaky tough. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overdoing it here, but, like, it reminds me a little bit of, like, when last year, remember we talked about before they played the Jaguars, and I was like, man, this is the game to circle here, because this is your your peer. This is the team that you're really judging yourself against. And I think that this could be one of those type of games because they do have a really good young offensive line. Uh, Lindstrom's in there. I think they just drafted another... Who they drafted? They had a good, decent draft again. And obviously they got Bijan. Uh, I like a lot about where they're at right now and what they could be. I, I don't know what they will be. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I would give Ritter a chance. Like if you surround him with a good line, they have an elite back, mm-hmm. which they've done. Uh, Pitts mm-hmm. is a freak. London's awesome. Like yep. you've given him now, like a terrific supporting cast. So like those first three games are legit football. Those all three of those teams could be playoff teams, and it would not shock me. I mean, I, Atlanta, yeah. I, I'm not gonna just not, you know knife them out. The same reason I wouldn't do that to Detroit because it's like I think that they have enough young pieces to be interesting. That's a tough start to the season. Your focus has to be, let's go right away. Yeah. That NFC South is wide open. Yeah. Like, let's just put that out there. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I don't think there's any clear favorite <laughs> in that division. So they should be motivated. They should say we can make the playoffs. Like we, sh- they should have that mentality just like the Lions do. So right. I wouldn't. I agree with you. I would not not sleep on the Falcons. That could be a no. tricky one. And then going to the next week. Yeah. Speaking of wide Packers open, at Lambeau. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've got the Packers at Lambeau, uh, September twenty eighth, week four. Right. Uh, that's. Uh, that's a Thursday that a game, m- I believe. Thursday or Monday? Yeah, okay, Thursday night. Yep, yep, because Thursday, it's the twenty fourth to the yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So two Thursday so night games that, in the first month. Wow, yeah, yeah, right. Like again, that's a sign of respect. So the league is high so. in the Lions, and we'll see if the Lions live up to that or let them down <laughs> in, <laughs> in embarrassing on. fashion. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> it's a like those that four game stretch is really fascinating to me because yeah. again, kind of like the Falcons, kind of like some of these other teams. There, I think the theme of the schedule. There are a lot of teams on here that the Lions will probably be favored against, but there are a lot of teams on here that you also feel like could be better than people are expecting. Absolutely. That's at least how I read it, and we'll get to some of that later. But yeah. the Packers, I love what they did in the draft. Oh, yeah. They had a great uh, draft. Getting, getting Van Ness, getting Jaden Reed, uh, getting these tight ends. Like, <laughs> that trade really, like, was so up. good. <laughs> that was so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they already have like oh. man, like eight or nine first round picks on defense. Like right. they have uh they they drafted some some pieces for Jordan Love and he's sort of the key to it all. Like everyone's trying to see what he can do. Exactly. Um how do you replace a legend? How do you replace a sort of like Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame quarterback that you had for so long? Um and he's in what, like year four now? Yep. Uh so this should be the year where you can this see is it. what he can do mm-hmm. and this is his opportunity. They wasted no time loading up for him. And, you know, I know they're young dudes, but I like a lot of those players that they drafted. So this is a sneaky young team. Like, their defense is going to be good. If their offense comes along and Jordan Love, for some reason, looks awesome, yeah, they can be a good team this year. Like they And, they again, 
they can win the division. Absolutely. I would not be surprised if they're competitive in the NFC North because the NFC North is another one of those divisions that feels sort of wide open. I know the Lions are getting a lot of love, but don't sleep on the Vikings or Packers. So, again, that's a night game at Lambeau, Thursday night football. Jordan Love, if he actually looks better than than people are suggesting, that's another sneaky game. So, your first four, man, that's a – you're going to find out what you're made of in those first four. You really are. It's a tough one. And I think that I like the fact that you do have a divisional game there to at the end of it because even if you do start in a rocky whatever, if you're one and two, let's say, you do have a chance to sort of reset the sails and beat Green Bay and say, okay, well, hey, we're one and oh in the division. We can still win the division. You know what I mean? Like we can reset at the end of September. But I really like the point you brought up about the Packers because, and I'm glad you brought that up, they had a terrific draft. And more than that, that trade that they made – holding out and making, you know, Aaron, uh, <laughs> you know, you're not just leaving here for nothing, man. Like yeah. they have, and I assume they will, we'll see what they do with the quarterback. And that's, this is going to be Jordan Love's year to prove it, obviously. And if he doesn't prove it, he doesn't prove it. I, next year, they got enough ammo to go get one of those dudes again. If everybody was like, they can't possibly have another generational quarterback for 15 years, watch them. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Pull my beer. <laughs> exactly. Like that. So, you know, I just, it's an interesting time for them. Uh, I'm fascinated to see, obviously, like everybody else, what Jordan Love can do. But like you said, Colton, they've done a nice job of, I think, sort of not bending to Aaron Rodgers' will at every single decision. I think at every single decision, uh, I like how they've drafted the last few years. Frankly, the love pick, obviously, the way they handled it, you can argue that's, you know, that's not great business to piss him off like that, but whatever. (laughs) At the end of the day, it is what it is. The plan is sound to try to move on from a guy. Like, if that works, it doesn't. If it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. They're still in position to flip themselves, right, very fast. And And I think that... I wouldn't even go that far. Like, I think with the picks that they've made uh, and some of the young guys they already have in their... They have good young talent, I think, coming up on their offensive line. I think that's being rebuilt. Um, it was being rebuilt last year. I still like LaFleur a lot. They drafted Jaden Reed. That was one of my favorite picks. Uh, that was awesome. the whole, You know, like, I think that they're going to be a very different team. You know, it's just like... But in a good way for them, possibly. We'll see. I'm really fascinated by that. Like, that could be... It could be a total mess... And it's like, it could be. It could be a total mess. And it could be like, that's two wins. Mm-hmm. Or they could be like the surprise of the NFL. And it wouldn't shock me if they were. Because LaFleur has not really been able to do, I don't think, everything he's wanted to do. The same way that, you know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't able to do all he wanted to do. As he talked about on McAfee's show, like, every single week. You know, he felt <laughs> muted by the scheme and everything else, right? But a, yeah. But that scheme is really good. You know, if you have a quarterback that doesn't care, it'll just run it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, I think that that is, again, like, I like the fact that it's there and I like the fact that it's on the road because this is a team right now in Detroit. They need to, no tiptoeing. You need to go. Let's go. Rip the cord and go because uh, I'd rather have it there than, you know, a fraudulent two and two, three and one. And then you just go get dump trucked in October by the same foursome or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so that's how I... But at the same time, it really doesn't get much easier because you go Panthers, Bucks on the road, Ravens on the road, and then you get the Raiders on a Monday night, which is, again, mm-hmm. like, you hope you don't disappoint the league, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So let me tell you this. Of those first four games, how many of those do you think the Lions are favored in? Uh, three. Is it three? You're right. Yeah, and not the <laughs> yes. Chiefs. Not the All Chiefs. All but the Chiefs. 
But the Packers, yeah. yeah. I mean, I Vegas is probably having a horrible hard time with them because what do you do? What do you do with Jordan Love? Uh, you know, like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to. We've seen how many passes Nobody has does. he thrown? Twelve. <laughs> like Andy Reid made that probably. comment. He was I, like, I didn't even know who the guy was. Yeah. Like, or <laughs> he's very young, like, but. Yeah, right. You know, people are some people are high on him. Some people are. You know, I liked him in though. college. I would probably lean. Yeah, I watched him play Michigan State because that's uh, right. He went to Utah State, right? That, Utah yeah. State. Were you covering Michigan State um, at the time, or was that, that was twenty nineteen? I think. Yeah. No, I was there. Or twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. One of those yeah. years. So I thought you were there. Yeah, me, but where he completed like forty five um, passes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember that, was that crazy. game. They could not stop him. Um, so I watched him play in college, and I. I liked his game, and I, I think they too. went like eleven and one that year, some eleven and yep. two maybe. Uh, so he led that team to an insane record. Gets drafted in the first round. You know, thought he'd go high. I didn't know he'd go to the Packers. Um, exactly, it would have been a first round pick set. For yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then he goes to Green Bay. That's behind you know, and that's what they do. Like they did the same thing with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. So like that's sort of their plan yep. over the years, and it's worked out for them. So if Jordan Love is next in line, and you know you're not expecting to be a, an All Pro Hall of Famer, but Right. If he's a good level quarterback and you surround him with talent and he's already got a good defense with him, like, you know, they might be ready to go this year. So we'll see. But uh yeah, as for this these first four games, Detroit is favored against the Seahawks by two, uh, against the Falcons by five, and against the Packers by one and a half. So that's Crazy. sort of the uh start. What favored would you be happy at would you Green be? Bay. <laughs> so uh-huh. that's wild. What do you what do you, in terms of these first four games? Mm-hmm. What do you think the record would be to kind of justify some of the hype the Lions are getting right now? Three and one. Like, Three you know one. what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I mean, I think that that's uh, going four and oh, and that would be like almost, you know, that's too much to ask. I think because it's September, it's you're playing the Chiefs in Arrowhead, of course, and at Lambeau. You know, that's not easy either. Uh, and the schedule itself is not a, an easy one. But I do think that those are. Like you said, the Vegas has got them favored in three of those. Those last three, especially, are absolutely winnable games. Like Seattle yeah. at home, absolutely winnable. Like last year, I just went back through the tape because we're going back through some stuff uh, for later. I just went back through the Seattle game a couple days ago. They left points on the field and they scored forty something <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, so mm-hmm. uh, I the winnable, absolutely winnable. And Atlanta, like we just said, like I, we talked about, they're in a good spot. I like where they're at, but like I'm not. I wouldn't be afraid of them. Like I'm not. I'm, you know, if you are what you think that you are and what you should be, and I think that remember, I would remember this. Um, and I'm very eager to see the new attitude of the defense and the new sort of like vibe that they come out with, right? Like that's really the what I'm most curious to see. Um, yeah. What does CJ Gardner Johnson's impact look like? Because it's going to be something. What does that look like? Um, are we going to feel it right away? Um, and are they going to want to come out and? let people know because if that's what they want to do then i would not rule out them managing you know they have the talent to go three and one in that stretch absolutely that's not crazy that they're favored in vegas so really to me that's kind of what it comes down to it's like because i think the offense is going to be fine i think the offense is going to be it's making the right you know the jameson thing is a setback um but i think they can overcome it for you know in the interim there You'd like to have him in the obviously in that stretch, but you don't. But the big thing Speaking is, of Jamo, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Did you see the Chargers 
trolling the yes. lions with their little gambling. Right. And they got them later in the season. If you have gambling issues, call 1-800. So, and he'll be back <laughs> yeah, for no that, right? Jameson will be back should, for that. for the Chargers game. Uh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> mark that one down <laughs> on your calendars. But yeah, like yeah. I just, it's an interesting setup. But I do think that, I mean, like that's not, I looked at the schedule last night and I was like, man, that's tough. But also like, well, if you're a playoff team and I think that they have a playoff roster, you get through it. You navigate, you find 10 wins in there, you know, or whatever, or 10 or 11, whatever yeah. it takes anymore. And yeah, I think they can find ten. I, but I, and it's hard to pick that today, obviously. <laughs> but you know, it's a sure. it's a tough schedule. But it's cool that they're getting the attention, and it's cool that they're getting the stage. You know, I, I can remember Colton one of those years. Uh, it was either with uh, Schwartz or Caldwell. It may have been both. Um, one of Stafford's really good years. They got a lot of attention, same way, and they delivered. They won like twelve games or eleven games or something. They had a good season. I think yep. they can do that. And and I think do that, put yourself, you know, get get over that hump of feeling like you're an underdog even when you're not, you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. and then I think that's the next step for the franchise and the organization and it's a great opportunity right out of the shoot to not have to waste any time, focus right away when camp starts. Just, you know, that's I think that's the coolest thing of this of the whole uh, schedule there. Agreed. Uh before we go to break here, yeah. Do you want to go through these next four games? So we'll get halfway through, and then we'll talk about the second half. Yeah, and then, and then we can the next, talk about some of these uh, UDFAs, too, in the second half that they added. Agreed. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so after the Packers, they got the Panthers, the Bucks, the Ravens, and the Raiders. Yeah. So and then a bye. I actually like that stretch a lot more for them um, mm-hmm. than the bye, which I think that's a good good time yeah. to buy, too. That's a great like spot. Right after Halloween. Yep. Um, Panthers, I think they could be better than people think, but for me, I feel like they won't hit their stride to the second half of the season. Great point. Um, like I know they have Andy Dalton. I I assume Bryce is going to win that job just because he's so good. Yeah, but Let's like see. that'll be his fifth game if, unless they have a bye. Exactly, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, still very early in his career. Right. Um, after that, they got the Bucks. Baker, Kyle Trask. I, who the hell's playing quarterback Trask, there? Baker, I have no Baker. idea. Like. Tom Brady? Like, <laughs> shit. Is he going to broadcast, own the team, and play quarterback? I don't know. Like, what's... Right. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I have no idea what the hell the Bucks are doing. No clue. In the schedule story that we had to do, uh, we had to pick at least, you know, one team that, the that you know, your team yeah. that you cover can't afford to lose. And I chose the Buccaneers that, for that. Because I think right. they have, like, That's a game the fourth worst Super Bowl yeah. odds, like, a projected win total of six and a half. Like... They're tanking. You know, that's, that's what it feels like. Yeah. They're I mean, I'm not... I don't want to... I, I don't want to say that, like... That's right. I shouldn't say that, but like that's what it feels like to that's me. That's what it feels like. We can be honest here. That's what right. it feels like. In any event, um, yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> then you got Lamar and the Ravens on the road. That's that's a tough one. Uh, I know they're not favoring that one. That's going to be hard to win. Um, yeah. and after That'd that, be an you impressive game. The Raiders, mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, the Raiders, October 30th, right before Halloween. So that's another stretch where I think they can go 3-1. and one. Uh, They should go 3-1 and one. if they don't. You probably got some issues, but uh, yeah. I do like the Panthers. I like them against the Buccaneers. I like them against the Raiders because those three teams all have their issues. I think the Lions, currently constructed, should be favored are Absolutely. the better team right now. Um, but that Ravens game is probably the tough one there. But look, Colton, if you go six and two going into that bye, I'm saying like you're, you're feeling pretty set. good about yourself. You're good to go. <laughs> like that's what yeah. you're shooting for. Really, you're clicking your heels and you're jumping over the moon. Like that's. If you go six and two heading into that bye, coming out the other side with two games against the Bears, a game against the Broncos, two against the Vikings, oh my God! Like you know, and the Packers <laughs> at home, 
That's the gauntlet you're trying to survive. Just get us to week eight at six and two, or even like, yeah, even five and three would be like, okay, like I just survive it to a degree, but also you got to get some wins in there. And I think that that's the difference is it can't all be like, Oh, we just had our, kept our head above water and then we got to win out. Like, that's not how this that can't work that like that. It's not how it's going to give yourself some breathing room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Jamal absolutely. will come back for, I believe, the Ra- Ravens game, October 22nd. That'll be, right. uh, then you get him back on Monday night the year. on Halloween and a party time. And then he gets to go to Sandy or the uh, Chargers and pay them back. <laughs> <laughs> the Jamal revenge game. Love it. He's going to bring his bet receipts, his bet, his bet slips to the game. <laughs> okay, we need to have this conversation about Chargers social media. They are so absolute good. menaces They're every single year. It's like awesome. the Wendy's at the NFL at this point. But in any, yeah. in any event, okay, we're gonna take a, with everyone. we'll take a break here. <laughs> And we're going to come back to the other side and we'll talk about the rest of this, uh, these games and then the, uh, some of these UDFAs as well. So hang on with us. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hi everybody, welcome back. One of these years, talking some Lions schedule and some UDFAs post-draft here. We'll wrap up in the second half here of the schedule, Colton. Uh, The one that uh, we just talked about, the uh, Chargers trip that will be the Jamison revenge game. Uh, the one <laughs> other one, though, that's very interesting is the Dan Campbell Saints homecoming tour. Uh, mm, <laughs> if you want to yep. call and Aaron, and Aaron Glenn. I guess. And AG. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's to, uh, on December 3rd there to uh, the Big Easy. That, I don't, the Lions haven't been down to New Orleans in a little bit, I don't think. Uh, but in any event, how about that? Maybe we, I think you should have to go find that uh, campsite that Campbell lived, it, lived at during his season with the Saints that Chris and I wrote uh. about. What? <laughs> you didn't know about this? Okay, so no. All right, you got to. Well, me. I'm always glad to retell a story for anyone who hasn't listened or anyone who hasn't read the story. So, two years ago, I guess it was because it was the yeah. We, Chris and I wrote a story. The um, I think we we wrote it and it ran like right before the first game of Campbell's coached. So it was his first season, uh, and we talked to all of his buddies and all of his friends from the old days, right? Like uh, Texas A&M. That's the story we wrote about him having those guys. 
drinking beer, you know, up till on the roof and all that, uh, till three in the morning or six in the morning. In any event, the, all, my favorite story, the whole thing, and this is what we led it with, was um, many of these guys found out that he went and signed with Sean Payton, like, I think after the Lions thing didn't work out. Like, they went 0-16, and then he got maybe cut. And then he went and signed with Sean Payton because they knew each other um, from the Dallas days, and he was pretty close with them. And then, like, it was just going to be, like, they're a Super Bowl contender. I'm just going to be here for one year. I, I don't think this is going to be a long-term deal. So instead yeah. of getting a place, like, his family lived in Texas – I don't know where, but somewhere in Texas, like the whole, and they had like a, you know, nice place. He drove his truck with like a camper and parked it in like a campground near the Superdome and lived in the camper for like training camp. And (laughs) I think it, it was at least training camp. It may have been. Most of the season as well. Like, I don't know that. Wow. But like, yeah, because yeah. the guy, the guys, <laughs> some of these like buddies were calling him. They're like, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah. I'm only, and he would be like, listen. And you know, you can hear Campbell saying it. Listen, listen. Yeah. I'm only in this listen, thing man. for like, listen, man, I'm only in the thing for like three hours a day. Okay. Like, that's it. I, I'm at the facility. I shower at the facility, right? I eat, I eat my meals there. And so like all these guys like Leckler and some of these guys would be like, we'd come see him. And they just go and like hang out at Campbell's camper and drink beers like after practice or whatever. So that long story. is awesome. Yeah. So I think you're gonna have to go find the campground or uh, at least ask him about it when the Saints oh, game comes around. That. But that's, I'm uh, selling on that. That'll be a I'll, unique I'll trip. I'll ask yeah. if I can uh, set up shop there. Make the trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the Dan Campbell campground. <laughs> but I yes, that's that. a fun one. Uh, and they're also a team. Speaking of winnable games, that like uh, you know. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I, mean, I kind of do, but at the same time, like, I, I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see them being anything that I would be scared of right now, necessarily. So, You're not scared of Derek Carr? No, not really. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, it feels like they're another team that feels like they're waiting, you know, like, you, but I could yeah. be wrong because it's like the Lions were the team that, they were a team that felt like that when they got off until you saw the plan that they put together, which was, and to be fair, I don't know New Orleans is, you know, up close, but I, if they want to run the ball and be different, sure. But if they want to put all their bucks in that, you know, in the Derek Carr basket, I don't know about that. So I actually had the Saints as a game that's probably, that got tougher. I think that was what we had to do. It probably did for. get tougher. That's a good point. Because the addition yeah. of Derek Carr makes him tougher in my mind. Like, I know he's probably like middle of the pack quarterback. Maybe Certainly. Like he's higher than better that, than what but. they had. Yeah. He's better than what they had, and they won seven games a year ago, and like mm-hmm. were maybe like a game out of first place or something. Um, yeah, they got a good staff. So yeah, I think. I, I think. I think it's more that that division's like wide open, and like yeah. anyone can win. I think except except for maybe the Buccaneers, but that's a three team division where like yes. you'd not be shocked if any of those teams win. Um, and the Saints, I look what they have. They have Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara. Is he? So that's the one thing I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, he. Yeah. It sounds like he is. So I don't know. Like if he is, if that's he's bad. around. I think yeah. I was kind of picturing with right. him in mind. So if he if he is around, if, if he's there, he's obviously a dangerous piece. And then mm-hmm. you've got Chris Olave, Michael Thomas is back. Yes, that's Ho- awesome. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they kept him around. Um, and then they have a defense that was like top ten in scoring, and mm-hmm. you know have a lot of pieces. Added Brian Breesy, so like they have a good unit over there. So if their defense remains top ten and their offense, you know, turns the corner with Derek Carr. I think that can be a tougher game, especially when it's on the road. Yeah. Like I think that can be a tougher game than people think. Yeah, but for sure. Of this again, back stretch, I think I'm kind of yeah, yeah. And this stretch includes so you got the Chargers, 
I mean, that'll be a tough one. The Chargers yep. are a good team, and that's a real game. Yeah, absolutely. The Bears on November 19th. Uh, that game got harder, game. too. Both those games got harder. The, yep. the Bears the had Bears a great draft. I really think they team. did. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know how great, but like they'll be better. Yes, that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, the Packers, that is uh, the Thanksgiving game. Yep. November 20th. Get that at home. Home game. Uh, and then the Saints. So that stretches. I think they can come out probably two and two, maybe. Oh, yeah. Three, three and one. Again, we're all saying those, they're though. three and one in all of these like four-game stretches. So they're going to be a pretty good team. It's all but... possible. And that's the point. It's all possible. It's, right? I think it's more like best-case scenario type yeah. thing than... Like, but look, that's what we're laying out. Those those games are winnable, and that's the exactly. thing. Like, I don't know if we would have said how many of these games were winnable last year, <laughs> which is a big difference in what we're talking about. And here's the difference. Like, the NFL, the difference between good and playoff good is, like, how you navigate those winnable stretches. Like, they're all possible that you go 3-1. and one. So go 3-1. and one. <laughs> Like, you exactly. know what I mean? Like, so Great be, way a, to put it. <laughs> be a playoff team. Like, when I first started covering the NFL, like, serious, serious, every day, after covering college for so long, like the first thing that struck me, and I've been, I dipped my toes in it for years, obviously, but like really just focus all my time on the NFL and not pay attention to college anymore was like the, there is no difference really. The level of like the talent on the worst roster in the league and the talent on the best roster in the league, the gap is just not that wide. It It's not. Like it's, it's, it's a gap, of course. But it's not some. It's not like the NBA or you know or uh, any other major, you know pro sport, and certainly not like yeah. college. Like a lot of football fans, and we talk about that a lot, is how I think college fans try to watch the NFL through that lens, and vice versa. It doesn't work that way. It's just it's not that wide. So if you're a team that has leadership, you have uh, a quarterback who's confident and like can get and can solve problems. You have an offensive line. Like, you solve those mm-hmm. stretches. You go three and one in those little blurbs. And you do what's necessary. And then when you look up at the end of the year, you're 12 and five or whatever the thing is, and you're in the playoffs. Like, that's what, yeah. uh, that's what like, the Baltimore Ravens are every year. And I know I talk about teams like that a lot, but they're always good. <laughs> so, like, I just... They're the model. That's they're the model. The model. Yeah. And I feel like the Lions... And we talk about this, you and I do, Colton, and Chris, and I've said this to Chris a lot. Like, I think the Lions can be like a Ravens level type team that this can be sustainable the way they play football beyond Jared Goff, like because the way they run the ball and the way that they are diverse with how they do it on offense. I, I think they have an ability maybe, you know, to get to that point. So this is a year that can challenge that. And I, the schedule speaks to that. You could, you can get through that. It's not impossible. You should be able to get through that. I almost feel like, right? Like that's what I would say. You have a formula, you stick to it, and you stack these stretches where you go two and two, three and one, two and two, three and one, whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden you look up, you're a double digit win team, you're yep. winning your division, and you have a chance to compete in the playoffs. That's that's what these good teams do. Right. Um, so I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, on to this next stretch real quick. Um, after the Saints game, they have the Bears again at home. Uh, or sorry, that's on the road in Chicago. The road, December 10th, December 10th yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, that could be fun. That's... <laughs> I, I will say this. I think of the second half games, there aren't a ton of them that should be like outdoors. And it's just that one, yeah. And that one's yeah, going to be disgusting. That'll be horrible. The field That'll there will be, be so bad. In Chicago, should have field already a mess. Are, so. are, are they going to have like a Christmas parade with horses on the field before the game or what? Like, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. It usually goes on around the city that time of year. Yeah. Um, 
love so it. after the Bears game, you have the Broncos at home. Yeah. Um, TBD on the time. You have uh, the Vikings in Minneapolis. Um, that's December 24th, Christmas Eve. Obviously, Christmas Eve did not fare well for the Lions a year ago. <laughs> no, but this is an uh, indoor game, so okay, it's an better. indoor game, so that'll help. Yeah, yeah, right. December 30th, right before New Year's Eve, you're at the Cowboys in Dallas. That is a Saturday night game. Um, Let's 8, go. 15 p.m. So, That'll be a big... Love that. That that could be a huge... <laughs> yes, that could be huge. You look at these final three games, at Minnesota... So could this last one. Yeah. At Dallas, and then home against the Vikings. Like, those Man. three games... That's rough to end the year. So, again, that's why we talked about getting mm-hmm. off to a good start. It's so important so you can, like, give yourself some wiggle room at the end. You're not forced to win nine out of your last ten games to make the playoffs. Like, last year was a scenario yeah. for that. Um, so, when you look at these this three-game stretch, though, you know, the Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings again. Two major games in terms of NFC North implications. And then a very tough road game against a Cowboys team that should be good. Yes. Really good defense. Enough pieces on offense. Right, that's that's a division contender. They should though, be locked into the playoffs. Even though the, even though the Eagles are in there and they're still doing their thing, but the Cowboys yeah. can have enough pieces to win in the playoffs. I know they haven't mm-hmm. really done it, but that's a team that can do it. So that's a tough stretch, man. Like we're talking about some of these a little bit, and yeah, you got to get off to a good start. You got to take care of business against teams that you're favored to win, favored to beat, um, so you can give yourself some wiggle room at the end. So if you do go one and two in those final three games, it doesn't exactly keep you out of the playoff picture. So. Right, that, that those the, week sixteen to eighteen against those three three opponents, two opponents in three games there. Um, I also included that in my toughest stretch section of the story, just because you got to start strong, and you got to finish strong. Like right, you need absolutely. Yeah. So, Look, that's how I, view that. I like how it sets up in a way. Like I mean, it's a tough schedule. It's not an easy one, right? But it was also always going to be a tough schedule because of the way that could be worse. You could have San Francisco on here. You could have Philly on here. You don't know, have those too. You know, right. you could have the Bills. Um, so like, it's not impossible. And I do like how it chunks out like this to where they can sort of, um, map it out if, you know, and I, I assume they probably will, you know, to a degree where it's like, look, you know, look guys, like take this thing week at a time and sort of go through these chunks, go through a four, you know, Hey, look, you get through this four games and you look up and say, Oh man, okay, we're still standing. Like, you know, we're not dead yet. Just keep yourself not dead, you know, keep yourself churning, and you have enough talent in the building, and that's why I feel like they have a chance to really turn a corner. That's how they've always played under Campbell, right? Like it's always been a they've never really spiraled out all the way. Like they even when they uh, that one and six stretch where it was like, oh god, like you know they can't win a game. It wasn't like, oh man, they just got beat forty eight six, you know, or something. Like, it wasn't like by that three. Right. Yeah. Like it never, never happened like that. Right. And even in the game where New England beat the crap out of them, it was still like sort of close, like for most yeah. of the game. So like they've always done, I feel like what this staff has done a good job. This is kind of one of their superpowers of getting the team to not spiral out, to not lose it, to just be like, because that's the secret of the, any football season for at any level. Right. It's you only have tw- so many games. It's a finite whatever. You have to stay on the spiral. You can't just fall off. If you fall off the wagon, we're done. Like because we don't have enough time to pick you back up and put you on. You have to be able to stay on. And like so many teams lose, so many decent teams, good solid rosters lose their way uh, because their coaching staff can't keep them on task. And the Lions, even with crap rosters, were able to do that. <laughs> So I'm very eager to see, and I think that that's why I, I probably, 
after we've talked about this, like I, I feel probably better for them about the schedule because I do feel like they are equipped as a staff and as a roster to look at this thing properly, chunk it out, and like, hey, let's just grind through it like we did last year. And, you know, everything should be fine in the end. And, I, I you know, health permitting and all those things. But I do like how it sort of sets up for them. I think it's challenging and it should be challenging because they have to prove a lot this season. You don't get all this hype for nothing. You have to prove it now or otherwise it goes right away. Got to back it up. They've gotten mm-hmm. so much hype. I think Peter King had them like sixth on his recent power rankings. So Jesus. They're getting a lot of buzz, man. <laughs> oh my and God. like, pardon me, wonders how they handle it. It's still a young team. Like these yeah. guys are probably reading some stuff about them, reading their own press clippings as, you know, Nick Saban and some of these college football coaches. Rat poison. Say. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, rat poison. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like, at the same time, though, I, I'm probably not ready to say like they're a 13 win team, but I would say. They're better than the nine-win team that they were last year. So I've had I have them right in the middle. I put them at eleven yeah, six for my predicted record, um, which is still a two-game improvement. Yep. Um, you know because of the the schedule, I think if they go eleven, if they have eleven wins with this schedule, it'd be almost more impressive to me than what they did and how they finished. It'd be last a great year. year. Yeah, they'd be a great um, year. Also predicting them to win the NFC but it's North doable. and finish first. Mm-hmm. And I think both of those are reasonable tasks. And I do too. Know, they can accomplish that if everything goes right and if they play their brand of football and. Stick to that because I don't think the NFC North is, you know, I don't know. I go back and forth on the Vikings because, yeah, they went thirteen and four last year, but they had a negative point differential and they want, they were like eleven and zero in points. Yeah, it's decided a, by eight points or fewer. They're one of the weirdest crazy. teams in the NFL because they have like one of the guys, one of the five players in the league that can completely win a game by himself in Jefferson, and mm-hmm. like yet. Like you just said it, like there's also weeks where it's like they look like they're a Pee Wee team. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell's going on out here, right? So I when they when they them. came back against when they came back team. against the Colts last year uh, and people yeah. were going crazy, they're like, Oh, what a comeback. I'm just like, they no. should not have gone down yeah, right. thirty points to the Colts. They're right. gonna lose in the playoffs. I think I tweeted that their first game, they're gonna lose. And they, they did. So I was never really high in the Vikings. No, I, I think they take a step back. Group. Yeah. I think they'll yeah. still be competitive. I don't. They're not a thirteen-win team to me. I think they probably go like ten wins. I think. Yeah, that's that seems more accurate. Probably where to I'm at too. right now. Yeah, more. In the if middle. the Lions go eleven and six, I think it'll be a dogfight until the very end. So I think those final three games where you play them twice, I think that's going to decide the NFC North this year. But again, it's it's, it's May. It's still early. Like yeah. these teams can still make some moves, and we'll see how they do in training camp and OTAs coming up here. So. As of right now, I have them at 11-6 and first place in the NFC North, which feels weird to say, but... <laughs> Somebody's got to win it. It's all manageable. <laughs> Someone's got to win it, right? <laughs> Somebody's got to win it, and it is all manageable. I think that's the best way to put it, Colton. Like, I mean, they are... Like, the Minnesota is a good... You know, like, Minnesota... I would probably say Minnesota has better... They have better players. They have probably more high-quality, you know, guys, I would say, across the board. It's probably not by a ton, though, anymore. Um... But it's also a team that, like, I still think they can beat because I think they're a better, they play a better brand of football, a better together team style of ball. Like, they just do. Like, the Vikings are a matchup offense that unless Cousins is, ignore, you know, if he's ignoring Jefferson like he likes to do or whatever they're doing, like, they become a mess. But, like, it's still a, we have to get Jefferson open, and if he's not open, we're working Cook, and that's the whole thing, right? They, we're not doing anything. You know what we're doing. I feel like the Lions yeah. have that advantage when they go against teams like that, even if they might be a little bit under on the talent scale, because they, they're they tough to play against. We, we talked about that for two seasons. They are tough to play against. The way they run the ball, the commitment they have to it, you know, when they get to a third and six, 
at the 37, he, he might run it. Like, because they're going to go for and forth. Like, they're a different team. They're hard to play. And so yep. uh, I like them in some of those matchups like that. So I I wouldn't, I would agree with you. Like, 11 and 6 is absolutely doable and possible. Not insane. It seems weird to say, but, and it could also flip and they could go 6 and 11 and we'll see how it goes. But anyway, I do want to touch on some of these. Um, UDFA school before we get out of here because it's always interesting to see who they who they go after and who they pick up and I'm, I want to get your my favorite guy was Starling Thomas the corner from uh, yeah. UAB who can f- absolutely fly uh, to a point actually where I was almost like like <laughs> they might not be so upset that they didn't draft a corner because I think that guy could have been drafted. I'm a little surprised he wasn't. But also, Brandon Joseph, the safety from Notre Dame, really good player. Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota. I know you wrote you wrote about all these guys. What are your thoughts on some of these? This is a decent. They always have a good crop here. The last couple of years they have, but this is another one. Yeah, I really like the top three to four guys on the list I put together. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting with with Thomas, I mean, I was also surprised he didn't get drafted. I think he yep. had like a fifth or fourth or fifth, maybe fifth or sixth round grade from Dame. One of those. Yeah, um, I think it was fifth. So. He's Excellent. a guy that yeah. if you were doing the PFF mocks, like seven round, you could probably get him like later on if you wanted to wait on the corner. Mm-hmm. And so I saw his name a lot and I was like, yeah, this is a guy that they could take later on. And kept seeing, you know, the draft kept going by and I kept seeing his yeah. name on like best available lists and didn't get drafted. And that was kind of surprising to me, but I'm sure the Lions are happy it worked out this way because now they get to bring in this like really athletic cornerback. Um, I think he ran a four three eight forty, really good ball skills, like 25 passes defended in oh, his yeah. final 26 games. Um, fearless he's, guy. He's hungry. He's got this great uh-huh. closing speed. He's aggressive. Like I like him a lot. He's a good player. And I would like the only thing holding me back whether he makes the roster or not is just because they're so loaded right now. They have a lot of guys now. That, yeah, that room is pretty stacked. But he's a guy that can absolutely push for a spot. And like I would not be surprised if he makes the roster. He reminds me of Jacobs. You know, like that's it's the same situation. Like because and if he'd have been here the year that Jerry came in, he would have made the team. <laughs> he would have made it. I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Right. So yeah. <laughs> the only problem is they anyway, have a little yeah. bit more talent now. <laughs> now they have more guys, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh so he's a guy like um Ibrahim. We can talk about him because he was mm-hmm. a very productive back in the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh rushed for four thousand six hundred and sixty eight yards and fifty three touchdowns in his career, including north of sixteen hundred and twenty touchdowns this year. So <sighs> Lions gave him 100,000 guaranteed. That's mm-hmm. usually an indicator of, you know, how aggressive they are in trying to bring in a guy. Um, so, and when you're looking at the running back position. Right. Remember Hard Knocks last year when I think it was Campbell asking his staff, like, well, would, we, would it be the worst thing if we didn't bring back Craig Reynolds? Yeah. And right. he got pushed back from, like, Deuce, mm-hmm. who's no longer here. Nope. So, Deuce felt like, you know, the guy that was really fighting for Craig Reynolds. And I think Craig Reynolds can be a good player. But if this comes down to Campbell and you're talking about, like, who can be the RB3, do we want, like, a short yardage guy or a ground and pound guy just to be our third running back? If that's what you're looking for, I think Ibrahim can be that. So I, oh, yeah, a lot of people can. are yeah. kind of expecting him to uh, compete. For uh, the that would not spot. surprise I mean, me at all. Yeah. No. He's really good. Right? Now, what the question with him, the question with him is how much does he have left? You know, he uh, – how many years was he at Minnesota? I mean, he carried the ball a lot. He was a um, like and, and he wasn't afraid of it, and that's what made him so great, and that's what makes him – that's why he didn't get drafted, frankly, I think, in some ways. But it's also what makes him him. It, like, he would tell – I you know, give me all of it. I don't care. I'll take everything. Like, they won games because he just willed them, you know, to games, or, yeah. or they would stay in games too, right? Like, because he would just keep them in games. Now, I don't think all that translates to the NFL, obviously. He has to have a role – 
Um, and it's this. That's what the role is. It's RB3 in an offense exactly like this. That's It's a perfect fit. Um, I was, I would, I, he's a guy, I, you know, they probably had him on their board somewhere down there. If they'd had a pick, they probably would have taken him because um, he's the guy that gets the tough yards. He's the guy that doesn't miss a hole. He's not going to miss a cut. Um, you're going to have to tackle him, right? It's not going to be one of these where you just bump into him and he falls down. Like, you're going to have to yeah. actually knock him over. Like the whole thing, right? Yeah. So, if you're not introducing him into an offense and saying, like, we need you to do, you know, 17 carries a night. Like, no. I mean, if he's coming in, you know, and he's taking some of the heavy stuff off of Montgomery especially. Yes. yes. That's what I... That's where I think I like it. And I think that he has a chance. If he's healthy... And everything else, because I, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but you mentioned the yards. That was a big workload. He was a dog, man. I mean, he carried the ball a lot. And I always am torn on backs that do that in college because it speaks high, high to their football character. Like Blake Corum at Michigan's like this. He'll carry the ball 70 times a game if they ask him, but it's like, dude, like, it's not great for you, like, long term, right? Prospects. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> please understand that. But also, like, you love. Frank Gore is the ultimate of that, right? I'll do whatever, guys. But we can't all be Frank Gore. We can't all just be ageless. So right. that's my one concern for a guy like Ibrahim. But I love him. I think he's an awesome player. Super underrated. I understand why he didn't get drafted. He's the positional value argument to, you know, for a running back. But also, sure. I think he could fit. Absolutely. The fit is going to matter. And I think it depends on the team. Like you mentioned, a guy like Frank Gore. Like... If you have a guy that's that says give me the rock like Damn. four times a game, yeah, just man, like so I good. think more often than not, you want that guy on your team, and I feel like the oh, Lions yeah. are a team that will appreciate that more than others, yes. and that's why I think it's a really good fit for him in terms of looking for a place. I thought Dane said it perfectly. This is kind of an excerpt from the Beast. He said, "Overall, Ibrahim doesn't have desired elusiveness or explosion as an NFL runner, but teams looking for a physical, no nonsense presence in the run game will appreciate his decisiveness, vision, and power. He will need the right fit to secure a backup role." On an NFL depth chart. Well, well, that well. sounds like the lines, man. <laughs> Looky what we have for you, Mohammed. We have the right fit because that's exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like it was either this or Tennessee for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what it feels like. But yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how it goes because they do. I mean, I like. Are they bringing? Did they bring Jackson back too? Are they bringing him back? Um, Justin uh, uh, or not? Justin Jackson. Yeah, I, I've liked I some of the guys the right now, but. Yeah, yeah, like they've done a nice job of IDing guys. So like, but he's probably my favorite of all the all the guys they brought in. I think to a degree. I like Jackson a lot. I like Ibrahim better. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I mean Reynolds is a is Reynolds was the guy that made the team essentially because he was tough as hell, right? He just took no shit off anybody and was tougher than hell and did his job. Like that's what Ibrahim is. And if he's a better player, he's making the team. That's how that'll go. Right, so, yeah. I think they have a couple of those guys in there have a chance. They had a nice little class. I mean, they always find that's the sign of a good, to me, sometimes a sign of a good draft staff is the the group that finds these guys with all these traits. Like the 49ers always have an awesome UDFA class, and they did again. And the Lions last couple years have too, so I think that's not nothing. It's not everything, but it's not nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And... So real quick going down this list, are there any other guys that you think that you like that stood out to you? Uh, I know there's Baylor, Baylor's Connor Galvin. He's a six foot seven offensive lineman, not the greatest arm length. Yeah. I think thirty two inches. Um, 
Is there another corner in there? Seems like that I'm missing. Because I remember Joseph, uh, Starling, Thomas uh, were the I two. Starling was the only corner, I think. Yeah, I think those were the two that stood out to me the most. Uh, got Adrian Martinez, former Nebraska. Okay, that was the other one. I was. I knew there was a quarterback. I was like, who is the quarterback? Okay, well, I mean, Chris talks about the change of pace uh, stuff a lot, right? Like, the, like they Mobile need guy. somebody in here, and maybe that's what he can be because it's like, and that's a valid. To a, to a degree, that's a valid point. Like when they got carved up by Jalen Hurts, Stephen Gilmore is another one too, uh, brother of uh, the Gilmores. Or I don't know if he's a brother or a nephew. He's related, related. to uh, the Gilmores. So he's another one to watch for, I would think as well. But yeah, Martinez, and he could be the guy that, okay, well now we don't have to have Khalif Raymond run scout play Jalen Hurts this week in practice like or whatever. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I think a couple times they had to do stuff like that because they did not have another quarterback Who's capable? They did not have answers for us when we no. were asked, do you need like a mobile presence? Like, is this hurting you guys? And they would just be like, oh. Yeah, because it was. We're, we're figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so that's Martinez a good point. That maybe, maybe he can be that guy. Yeah. And Isaac, Stick around the Isaac Darkangelo. Part. Isaac Darkangelo. The best name yeah. in the, one of the best names in the draft. Isaac Darkangelo from Illinois. So there you go. Started at North, Northern Michigan. Uh, there you go. Illinois, led the team in tackles. Uh, by the way, that Illinois defense. They just keep showing oh my up God. NFL dudes. <laughs> like, they've they got do a great job. That's going to be like a first-round pick next year, too. Right? I love what they're doing. I love how they've yeah. just completely embraced it um, at a time when nobody else is doing it. Like And every and it's it's the ultimate like zig when everybody's zagging or whatever, right? Because like yeah. defense in college football is, is like impossible. <laughs> it's not. It's like I don't want to call it a fool's errand because it's not a fool's errand. Because if you can master it, you're kind of like a genius. But my God, the way the game is set up, the time that you have to spend with the kids, which is zero, to teach them, it's so much harder. Yes, all props to everyone at Illinois because everyone they have turned out for the last couple of years has been pretty top-notch. And everyone in Detroit yeah. uh, knows that firsthand with Kirby. So, yeah, that's been uh, cool to watch there in the Big Ten. Anyway, we got anything else okay. this week? We wanna, uh, what else is coming up here? Lions are going to have a mini camp here uh, this weekend. I think right here, rookie camp. We got an open practice uh, that is Saturday, so we'll get to talk That's right. to some of the new some of the new players and watch them for a little bit. Have an open practice, so that'll be good. We'll we can come back next week with some uh, some observations from that. And uh, yeah, OTAs are starting up pretty soon, so get those little pockets here and there. And It'll be good. Yeah, we'll be good. <laughs> good to get going again. Uh, we had what like a week of nothing, so here we go. We're back. We're back. <laughs> It's very nice yeah, not having right. anything. But sure well, it'll slow down, though. It'll slow down in any event. Yeah, but in sure. any event, uh, that'll be it for this week. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the show and to The Athletic. Of course, Colton's got a bunch of good stuff up. Uh, both, I think, a mailbag up there, some UDFA stuff on all these guys. And then we'll have much more in the coming days as well. So be sure to look out for that. Thanks again. For Colton, I'm Nick. We'll see you next week. 